Uh, my cousin just texted me. Look, it's good that people's reaction is that they laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? All right, my cousin Tanya just just now just texted me. Good morning. I listened to your podcast on Spotify this morning during my walk. It was episode one. Good show. Keep it going. Proud of you. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, yeah. cousin Tanya. There was a, okay, I'll tell you. There was some shit I saw on The Root about Herman Cain. We'll talk about it. But the dude had COVID, man. So I, I hear, I hear uh, DMX in my head. That's what, that's what COVID-19 sounds like. You think it's a game? You think it's a fucking game? <laughs> Where <are> my <laughs> germs at? And they march in on your ass. <laughs> I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I can't be personally kick Candace Owens and her stinky cray cray. I know this is gonna be a lot of kids. Let's keep this shit funky. Yeah, let's get let's get it cracking. Welcome to another episode of the Unpopular Opinions Show, or as I like to call it, Unpopping Show. There's a there's a couple of other pockets. Oh, I'm T Storm. My partner, Mr. I'm Mike Swift. Mike Swift in here. Um, there's a couple of other podcasts, you know, have a similar title. Yeah, yeah. Like when you search it on Apple iTunes. Yep. I, I noticed that. I saw one or two. Um, when I searched, though, Unpopping Show, it, it came up quicker. And yeah. I mean, you know, ours is better than all those other absolutely ones, so. <laughs> absolutely Look, sounds better looks better just is i mean so on, on this on today's episode on this episode i think we're on episode six um we have a uh, a talented young lady that'll be joining us um art aurora aurori i'm gonna I'm, have to make sure i pronounce her name correctly yeah we have to ask because it's got a you know the the french accent it could be a ray or you know, I don't know, but the music is is dope. Um, so we'll play that for you later on in the show. We'll talk to her about her song, her career, uh, and, and what she has coming up. Some real big things uh, in the political arena with her coming up. So we'll we'll get into yeah. all of that. All right, um, yeah. a lot of things. Less drama this week. A lot of stupid shit happened this week. Yeah, Man. stupid shit. Not really a lot of drama. Last week was the week for drama. This week it was the week for stupid shit. Uh, <laughs> before we we jump too deep Yo, into the stupid so, shit, I do want to um, uh, talk about Biz, Biz Markey. Yes, he was. Um, yes, yes, yes. Been in the uh, hospital. They're calling it a mystery illness, right? Say so he's been in the hospital for a minute. Mystery illness. Wow. Um, uh, dude's fifty six years old, so. You know, not that that's super old, but a mystery illness at around that age, man, can be, it can be dangerous. And uh, Biz, I think, has struggled with diabetes over the years, so it could be related to that. Uh, it could not be. I hope that it's it's not COVID or you know something like that. I mean, Biz is absolutely lovable, and and yeah, we want that brother around for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, um, Biz is one of them cats, man, that will talk to you about music for hours. <laughs> like, first of all, his collection, his 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 music, you know, his music knowledge and collection is, I mean, superb. He will talk to you about like the finest details on 
the B-side of a chic record. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's really knowledgeable and very and very much into the music. And and when he like when he started DJing, um uh he performs. I mean, he's just a, a phenomenal performer when it comes to actual DJing, you know. So I enjoy watching him and and, and seeing how the crowd reacts when he when he works. So I've only Good ever seen Biz spin once. And it was like it was a old school Saturday party or something like that. It was in a hotel here. I mean, mm-hmm. and it was packed. I like I oh, couldn't yeah. even see him. I could just kind of hear him. It was a lot of people, man. And it was I mean, it was jumping. Um yeah. so yeah, I wish Biz a, a speedy recovery. Get him back in the game, man. Yeah. Uh- Absolutely, absolutely. And big shout to the entire Juice Crew family. For sure. Um, one of these days, we got, sometime soon, we're going to have to get the, the founder of Coach Chillin' Records, uh, Fly Ty. We have to get him on here. Okay. Um, he put a post out where he, you know, kind of shouted out. I mean, he shouted out Biz, but he shouted out the entire Juice, you know, the, the, the whole Coach Chillin' Juice Crew uh, family, which includes Biz Markey, Big Daddy Kane, Molly Marlin, Roxanne Shante, everybody. So um, it's kind of cool. So we got to we have to get fly Ty. What up, Ty? We have to get him on here. We should do that, man, and um, just do like a whole show about the history of that crew, man. It's a lot of history uh, in there that I think uh, uh, you know. With nowadays, with the kids, you know, they've gotten so far away from it. They, you say Juice Crew, they're like, what? Who? You know, right, right. Molly, right, right, right. who? Who? What? Yeah. Um, did you? I, I'm a, a Marley turned out to be, you know, one of the greatest producers. Now I won't just say hip hop, but producers. Like so his his body of work is one of my favorite remixes or uh, mixes. I you know I heard him do that you probably didn't even know he did. Well, he, I'm sure you'd know, but she's dope. Belle DeVoe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that was sick. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, <laughs> oh! Just uh, and he 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 had a he did a joint on TLC's first album too. I think really, he did a couple of joints on there. Yeah, yeah. Now that I don't think I they ever released know. it. I don't think they ever released it as a single, but I think it was a it's a song called um, "The Way I Like It." Understanding the depths of the nineties, women. Oh, I I I didn't know he produced that joint, but I that was one of my favorite joints off the album. Actually, that was a banging record. Yeah, yeah I had no yeah. idea. Lots to be learned about, you know, produ- production from from Molly Moore. Look, that was back in the day where you get the CD, you open it up, and you look at the line of notes to see who produced mm-hmm. what, who played bass on what. Yeah. Uh, now, folks, just Google. <laughs> yeah. Look, you, I mean, you don't even see liner notes. I mean, I, I think Apple iTunes does liner notes now. Okay, but you but you got to search for it. <laughs> you really got to search with somewhere within this. It's in there, but maybe if Chris Brown had a Molly Mar produced track, he'd be open to doing this versus battle with Usher. <laughs> Yo, so I so I saw the I saw the the, the tweet he put out. Took him, I could you know. 
I could battle myself on just features alone. I'm too busy doing nothing. You know, I've... Word. I don't even get it. Because usually it's like, okay, I get it, but... I don't even get that, right? It's not a... um. It's not a, a, a three-round knockout, you know, battle to the death. It's just a fun thing for the fans, right? If if Snoop and DMX can do it, you can get up there yeah. with Usher. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and it's for 20, it's for 20 records, 20 hit records. 20 hit records, right? Um he got, I mean, he, he's got enough hits, so does Usher. Um it would be, it would be fascinating to watch and to hear them and remember the music for the on the nostalgia side of it right um but then i got to thinking like who else would you compare chris brown to at this point um like total total package dancing you know everything that he does who else is there that you know that you would actually compare could compare are we talking new school or old school anybody right now Anybody. Bobby Brown. I'd put him up against Bobby Brown. I said that too. I thought Bob, that too. Bob yeah. could dance back in his time, and and he's got hits. He's got hits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that would be that would be interesting. That Brown versus Brown. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's it. You heard it here, folks. Like a, That's the call to like action. A, like a court case, Brown versus Brown. <laughs> that would be fantastic and they, to watch. And they both could identify with the court case. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> like, hey. Like, hey. <laughs> I thought we settled this. Well, what now? No, it's just the battle. Oh, okay. I'm going to throw something out there. I'm going to throw something out there. What about... What's that? Uh, Bieber. Would you stack Chris against Bieber? I, I could, yeah. I could. But only... But my only... My issue with Bieber right now, because I watched his last, like they re-aired it, his performance on SNL, his more more recent performance. He looked like Chris Brown. (laughs) (laughs) He's a Chris Brown clone. Yo, I I was like, this is Elvis all over again. Like he really, um, from dancing to the sound of the music, he had all black guys behind him. (laughs) Like it was... And you could have put Chris Brown. It would have been, you know, even the sound. It was. It sounded a lot of, very much like what a, a song Chris Brown would do right now. So, I don't know if that would be a fair comparison, especially because, especially Bieber's early records were super, super pop. Yep. You know, it, it wasn't going urban. They was. He wasn't going after that hip hop at no. all. It it didn't have an urban skew to it at all, um, but I think I think it's less crossover from Bieber into urban with his early stuff, but it's more crossover from Chris to pop radio. Chris was always popping on pop radio. He was never just an yeah. urban dude. Yeah, but you know, but he started out. I mean, 
the record started out urban. Yeah, yeah. On urban, on urban radio. They started and became hits on urban radio, and then pop, pop radio it. picked up on it. Yeah, yeah. Bieber, Bieber was just the opposite. Actually, no, it never. He never really had many records to, that quote yeah. unquote crossed back over to urban. Not many. One or two. I can't even think of it. I, it's it's one that's in my head that did cross over. Um, it it had minimal production on it. It was like a, a guitar lick that led it, and I remember hearing it and thinking, "Who is that?" And then the uh, the DJ backsold the record and was like Justin Bieber. And I had to check my dial. It was like, <laughs> it was like, am I on Star ninety four or Q one hundred? But now I was on. Um, yeah. It might have been V or something like that. Um, but I was like, oh wow, okay, okay. So I, I think I can think of one. I can't think of the name of the record, but I, admittedly, I'm not a not a fan. So yeah, um, I know somebody. Uh, here's a, I think uh, Chris Brown could go up against uh, Timberlake. Ooh, black people gonna hate me for this. <laughs> I think Timberlake would oh, get him. Hit for hit. I think Timberlake would get him. Hit for hit? You think Timberlake would get him? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Now, performance, I think Chris will get him. Chris, Chris would get Timberlake. Timberlake's good. Um, but you know, you can't, and and this is a, as somebody who's not a, I don't honestly feel one way or the other about Chris Brown. He's made a couple of records I thought that were dope, but you know, whatever, but you can't take nothing away from that dude performing. The dude, he kills it. I don't think, I don't think uh, Timberlake would, would be able to hang with that. But yeah. records wise, I mean, that first album with um, Timberland and uh, uh, Neptune's, on the production? Oh, my God. That first album was sick. I remember the first time, because I saw he performed it on uh, an award show. The first time I heard, um, like, I love you. And the clips came in. I remember watching it like, what am I seeing right now? This is one. And then the clip, when the clips came out, I'm like, oh, my. What is happening right now? This white boy is really... Yo, I, and I was already a fan. I, I, like at the time, like right before that, before he broke off solo, he had just murked it on Gone and Girlfriend with NSYNC. Mm-hmm. Gone was my joint. Like that, that sounded, that was a, that, that was an R&B record, straight up. Yeah. Killer. And, and then they, they had Girlfriend, they did a remix with Nelly or whatever, and then he broke solo and came out with that. I was like... Okay, <laughs> like yo, it was that's still to this day one of my favorite records he's done. Like his first one was just L. Yeah, that first album so, just, I mean, it was. It, look, real talk, it wouldn't have been hot without Neptune's and Timberland, right? Like if he'd have got yeah. with any other producers, he would have cranked out an okay album, and you know it'd have been good, and then he would have went away, but. He's now he's but he stayed also stayed with the formula like his even his latter albums the last last two or three or whatever uh, Timbaland has been with him. It, it I mean it makes perfect sense. It's the same thing with uh, Janet Jackson sticking with Jam and Lewis all the way. She brought a couple of other people in here, Babyface and some other folks to do some stuff here and there. But she stayed with Jam and Lewis straight through. You the formula works. <laughs> it works. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah. Today. I'd love to so, see okay. Usher and, and Chris B do it, but whatever. Yeah. So speaking of stupid shit that happened this week, so have you seen the story that uh, Trump is supposed to be banning TikTok through an executive action? I saw the headline, but I did not read the story. Why in the hell is he trying to ban TikTok? All right, I, I have my suspicions. I mean, it's TikTok is problematic anyway. Like the you know the securities that you give up <laughs> to sign into that application. It's, I mean, as most apps is taking your information, but sure, um, you know there there have been. There's been uh, government agencies and companies that have banned their employees from having TikTok on their devices because, um, it, you know, your, your security, security could be compromised. Yeah. Right. So there's that, right? Um, and you would think, I think that's the reason he's, he would, um, oh, she's here. Hang on. Oh, look at that. Early Hello. is the new old time. Hi. How are you guys? Huh? I'm good. How are you? I'm Good. I'm blessed. Right. I'm T Storm, a partner of Mike Swift. Um, I just want to make sure we're pronouncing your name correctly. It's R. What's that? It's Aurora. 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 See, I got it right. Aurora. Let me see the worst. Yes, Aurora. That was way off, but it's okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Nice to meet you guys. Good to meet you, too. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. We were just in the middle of d- discussing um, this this ban on TikTok that, that Trump is proposing. Are you familiar with that story? Yeah, I am. And I'm trying to figure out why. Why TikTok out of all things? I, I'm in okay, that boat. So, so I have my sneaking suspicions about it. Mm-hmm. One, they, you know, they... So what we've been saying, like, it's, it has some security issues to it already. There's, you know, people have pointed to that the Chinese government may be spying and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I really believe it's because people are making fun of him on TikTok. <laughs> Trump, he's such a selfish person. You know, it's not, it's not that serious, man. People talk, like, let me tell you, the other day, right, I was in the, the nail shop with my mask on, it was hot, all that, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I told the lady, I said, the last time you cut my foot, so please be careful. And all I heard was them talking, you know, in their language. And I said, I don't care. You know, I'm just coming here to get done what I got to get done. And, uh-huh. you know, whether you say, oh, the feet are ugly, I don't care. Whatever you're going to say, <laughs> I really don't care. I'm just coming here to get get what I need to get done. I mean, people want to talk about you, you know. Come on, you're the president. People talked about Obama. And he, you know, regardless of what people felt about him, it, it is what it is, you know. Um, he's not going to walk around and say, oh, I'm, a, I'm going to ban every, you know. Yeah, it's no, not that serious. And they talk about him on every platform, right? Like, <laughs> people talk about him. Why would he target TikTok specifically, you know? Well, have you seen, so this, this is, is a comedian named uh, Sarah Cooper who has been dubbed the Trump Whisperer. Because she does <laughs> Like video. the dog whisperer, but the Trump she does these reenactments where she takes the actual audio of Trump and reenacts facial expressions and everything. It is hilarious. She has it. I mean, it's so down packed that she's gotten press for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I so, have to check that out. That sounds yeah, pretty funny. 
yeah, yeah, Sarah Cooper, the Trump, the Trump whisperer. She's is is really funny, and I think that's I I, I think it's he is self conscious enough for for something like that to really get under his thin skin, like. You know, they're making yeah. fun of me on TikTok. I'm going to get rid of it. I think that has something to do with it, too. He's, he needs to grow up. That's all it is. Just grow up. He is he is our first racist baby president. <laughs> racist baby. That's a good way to put it. I like that. Racist baby. <laughs> He's a racist baby. He tried to he, he tried to do that. With the, there, was a, there was a video. There was a sweet video of these two... Um, toddlers like last year that had they were friends from school they saw each other and they ran to each other and hugged each other he took that video it was a black kid and a white kid right he took that video and changed it into something like he called them a racist baby like because afterwards they ran they were running down the block one behind the other the black kid was up front and the, the white kid was running behind him and he tried to make it like the white kid was chasing they like, called him a racist baby chasing the and the parents is like, what the, who gave you permission to use our kids? And so I, I've, I've said there's no such thing as a racist baby except for our president. So pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I think you uh, you just figured out the new the new T-shirt merch uh, T. That's that's going on a T-shirt. <laughs> racist baby. <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as a racist baby except for our president. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so let's let's. let's um, you're okay. So, first of all, I absolutely love your song. Tough times don't last long. You gotta keep on, keep on, keep on. You are much stronger than you know, you know, you know, you know. The sun doesn't shine all the time. You gotta have the Oh my God, I got, I literally had chills, goosebumps from listening to the, you know, your, the, the lyrics in it and your voice and it, it's, Thank you, thank you. It's absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely wonderful. Um, okay. Before we even go there, because I, I, I just wanted to say that first before we, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, you're from you're from D.C.? Yep, from Washington, D.C. I'm filming from my room in D.C. I pretty much grew up uh, my entire life in D.C. My family's actually from Gary, Indiana. And, yep, my dad okay. grew up around the corner from the Jacksons. He was in the van with them, and he decided that he wanted to move and explore other options. And uh, so I became a military brat, and I was born in California. We lived in Turkey, and then we just ended up settling in D.C. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so what led you to sing? So start singing. Like, did you sing in church? Did you, were you in a group? No, I didn't uh, grow up singing in church. So I guess it was definitely my dad, you know, him being a singer and playing the organ. And I just realized that I had a gift. I have four younger siblings and we would get together. I would write the songs and we would perform in front of my parents. And 
my dad was like, you know what? We should get them in a talent show. So we performed. My brothers and sisters, you no know, shade, they sucked, you know, but I, you know, <laughs> it was people would come up to me like, you need to drop your, drop your, your siblings, you know, you, you, you keep going. So, and I was only That's like eight, awesome. nine, right. I was like, dang, it's rough out here, you know, so, <laughs> but um, I kept going. I went to Duke Ellington School of Arts. I went to Levine School of Music um, for piano and voice and um, really own my craft at both of those institutions and um, yeah I just figured out at a young age like this is my passion nobody's gonna stop me you know so yeah so you you sing you write and you're you're a musician and you're you're a musician yeah so piano yeah it was breaking up a little bit but I heard you so yeah I sing I write so that's that's my main thing and then you know um with Keep On. So I co-produced um, and co-wrote with uh, Ronnie Collins. So pretty much my entire album, him and myself, we worked on it together. And while he's in there, you know, putting down chords and I would go and I say, okay, well, how about you do it in C major? Or, you know, because I have that classical background. So, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I love doing it all. Who'd you enjoy? Who'd you like listen to um, coming up? Somebody Everybody. Else? Of course, the Jackson 5. Anybody from Gary, Indiana. Um, Michael Jackson is a huge influence on me, just like a lot of other artists. Um, who else? I mean, anybody that was out. Um, I love Beyonce. I love um, a little bit of everybody. So um, Stevie Wonder. I love Pharrell. Like, I, if he's ever watching this interview, like, I've always <laughs> wanted to work with him. <laughs> so, yeah. We were actually just talking about... Uh... Pharrell and Timbaland and the work that they did on on the uh, first Justin Timberlake album. Uh-huh. How they just that sound made him a star. Yeah. And just, if anybody else had done the production, he would have just been okay and faded away. But that sound that came from those cats set him. I up. listen to a lot of his music too. So yeah, they did a, a wonderful job with that. I still listen to that album to this day. Me too. So let's talk about Keep On. Um, so you you re- it's currently released. It's currently out. Uh, people can get it on everywhere. They can get digital music. Um, how is it being received? It's crazy. I'm literally we released people on what three weeks ago now. Um, my life literally has been turned upside down, and myself and my manager. You know, we we been recording our album for this album for about three years so this is like the first music visual from you know art array all of you know anything that we're doing and we were like okay so when it starts to get busy you know who's doing what we didn't expect for it to get that busy um i literally did two music videos yesterday back to back and i'm doing this yes i'm on this interview as soon as angela sent it to me i was like i'll be there you know so um, we're just promoting this message, you know, keep on as a song about self-empowerment. It's a song about what's going on in the world today. As we know, the title, my nephew says, I'm tired of hearing the C word. Just stop saying it. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He's like, I'm over it. Don't, don't talk about it anymore, but it's just something that we're living with. I mean, you can't walk outside without a mask on, you know, it's, it's prevalent. This is our life now. And, yeah. you know, even though we got all the other, we shake it souls and all of that. You know, we need a balance of what else is going on in the reality of the world today. 
with all of the protests. And um, I was watching a little bit of the NBA when I came home last night and they were talking about, you know, how people are coming in, you know, now playing basketball through this social climate of injustice and inequality and equality and, you know, want to change for everybody. So I think it's just really important to put messages out like that and keep on is definitely a song of encouragement and empowerment for yourself and for what's going on. And I think the uh, the Black Women for Biden organization agrees with you. Oh, yeah, that was so dope. Um, I was so happy to be a part of that. Um, yeah, pretty much their whole thing is to vote, you know, um, vote for Biden, of course, you know, but it's, it's extremely important because, as we know, our ancestors fought so hard for us to do so. And um, I think it's just extremely important for us to keep that in mind. I stood in line for three hours to vote, you know, just to go in for five minutes. But our voices have to be heard, regardless of how long it takes. You know, we've been in the struggle, we've been in the store for a while, but, you know, you got to keep going, keep on. That's what keep on is about, you know, just keep going. And they selected your song as their their theme song. That's crazy. That is that crazy. Is, that is we wild. just released it. But the thing is, positive messages. That is, that is wow. Yeah, they never, positive messages never go out of style, you know, especially if it's fresh and it's coming from somebody that is, you know, younger. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, it's been a long time. It's the same message, but, I'm, you know, I'm just a newer artist and hopefully that song will be on just like that Sam Cooke song, you know. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like I said, I got, I mean, just chills listening to it. And I, I, I listened to it over and over and over. I sat there with, I have a three-year-old. I sat with my son listening to it. And he was just kind of, you know. That's where all my streams came from. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, and I'm going to go back and keep listening to it again. It's, it's absolutely that. a wonderful message. Very well composed. Performed well. It's just, it's. You know, and, and it's it's not gospel, but it's almost it kind of gives you that feel. You gotta you gotta speak to people's hearts, and when people can relate to you, I'm getting text messages every day. I'm still getting emails and DMs and saying your song is helping me get through my day. Your song changed my life. You know, um, this is something that I'm chanting. Like I'm going through so much right now. People commenting on the the Vivo video saying, you know, this was right on time for. So I know a lot of people that's going through stuff. And even yesterday, my feet were hurting with them heels on. I was like, people, people, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you got to tell yourself, you got to keep going. Yeah. They say music is the, is the soundtrack, you know, of your life. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that song, you know, the people when people hear it, you know, it, it should bring them to a good place, uh, you know. But it's also a part of what we're going through right now with the C word, coronavirus. <laughs> I think. Um, how has that been affecting you as far as living in these times in, in you know in in quarantine with the COVID nineteen? And I see you know everyone you know most artists, if not everyone, had to come off the road because, because of mm -hmm. because of this. And so it's affecting you know people people's uh, livelihood. Um, how is it? How's it affected you? And how have you? been able to uh, navigate around it, through it. You know, it's crazy because we were talking about that on set yesterday back in the, the dressing room. So one of, a couple of the musicians, because all of my music for the most part is all live. So these visuals that you see that are coming out, that will be coming out soon, will involve a live band. 
and the musicians that I was um, in the dressing room with, you know, were talking about how now their lives are just, you know, so different. And I said the same thing. Uh, one of uh, Taylor, the guitar player, who's like, well, I was kind of happy because I get to stay home. You know, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a homebody too. So I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I'm missing that, you know, whole interaction on stage and that energy. It's nothing like that when people come to see you live, if you go see somebody else live that you, you love their music. And I'm just thinking like, when is this going to end? Is it ever going to end? You know, I'm trying to be I'm being optimistic. We all are trying to be optimistic, but, you know, it's affected all of us, you know, and financially as artists, you know, we're just doing our best. It, you know, we can do what we can do. I know one thing, um, just kind of looking back in history, like when, when this whole thing first started, it, it, it forced me to look back. When was the last pandemic? And it was the spent, well, the, of this scale was the Spanish flu back in, was that 1918? Yep. And it lasted almost three years. But there were, you know, um, there were millionaires made out of out of those times. And so if you can think outside of your situation, see, and I, I say this to my sons, I've said this to, you know, to everybody, if you can see the opportunity in the crisis, you know, um, those are the people that are able to, you know, come out on the other side of it better than when they came in, you know. Um, so in terms of like performing, I see some, you know, I haven't seen it wide scale as of yet, but the closest to it has been like the versus battles where there are live performances for people are watching from, from home. Have you thought about doing anything like that? Like live performance, you know, um, a video on demand type, type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, still right now we're building my brand and just, um, you know, with people and a lot of people now know about me. So. Um, that's definitely something that we argue. And I did see Fantasia do something like that, where she put on the whole full thing, you know, and she had people pay, I think it was like $9 or something like that. And she has a bigger fan base, so, you know, it worked out really well for her. But um, that's absolutely something that we are doing. Um, even with the videos that we shot yesterday, you know, we just want to give people that experience because it is important now to think about how the people are viewing things and because we have a little bit more time or some people have a lot more time saying at home we want to get people artists want to get people that experience so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I, I know somebody who actually did that they uh they did it as a uh fundraiser they got like two or three groups they social distance and they put them in a venue and just stream the whole thing live um and they actually wound up raising quite a bit of money so uh that Mike has been breaking Look, that's up. That's a great that the, yeah, you've been breaking up. The world will never go back to what it was. Your, <laughs> your, your, your internet, your internet is like screw you, dude. Right. I told you it's the Voldemort of internet. I won't even say their name. I hate them so much. <laughs> Voldemort. They're fired ASAP. Right, right. Well, Miss Miss Oray, all right, I, yo, again. I appreciate your song. Thank you for 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 joining us. Um, yeah. And we wish you much success. You know, I, you. I I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. You know, uh, 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 what you come up with next, and and people receive your your art on an even larger scale. So, um, I'll say it right. Congratulations in advance of where you're going. Thank you all so much for having me. Stay funny. Stay talking about what y'all talking about. All of your 
Trump baby. What was it, baby? What? <laughs> oh, he's a uh, racist, uh, racist baby president. Baby. Yes. Keep, yeah. Yeah, keep on talking about all that. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for having me. Thank you for Thank joining you. us again. Okay. okay. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. I know this is going to be over five minutes, and I don't care.